like what you waiting on? Check, check, cause on your phone. This the Tony Sands show, turn your radio on. Kelsey just turned down like a field goal, so we in the zone. Got games like a stadium, I'ma go ahead and pack the dome. I'm cooler, smoother, make you think with your medulla. You a student, I'ma school you with the facts that I'm producing. This is for the high schoolers, college students, nah. Everyone can do it, do this, I ain't new to this. My style is rich, it's lucrative, maneuver through it. You know we fast, Charlie. You know it's so sensational, like my big homie Tony. BBS Radio. My son, Junior, stand up. Uh, yeah. He does all our social media, so all the stuff you've been seeing, that, that's him. A hundred mil, I need it. The glory, I need it. I took L's, but walked around like I was undefeated. Fellas, 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 fellas. Uh, we want to talk to you real briefly. I'm sorry for wearing those shoes. I was doing an interview about the game, talking all highly about y'all. Everybody want to know how y'all going to respond. Everybody want to know how you're gonna do. Everybody wanna think that y'all are too distracted. And I said, y'all don't understand our culture. You don't understand who we are and how we get down. Everybody in here got something going on, don't we? And it ain't got nothing to do with me. But everybody in here got something going on. And you know how to uh, compartmentalize certain things so you can stay focused on the main thing. The one thing that I've actually- Listen, we're live here on Radio Call. With Jackson State OC Brett. let's get into this. When you saw that video just then, the little clip of that video I saw, you saw it. What went through you guys' mind when they announced that Coach TC would be a new head coach moving Jackson State for the the, the mission doesn't change, you know. The mission doesn't change, you know. At, at Jackson State, uh, the standard has been set to, to dominate. So um, TC, he's he's earned his job, and he, he's earned the right to, to be the leader at, at Jackson State. He, he's an unbelievable football coach. He's an unbelievable leader. Um, mission didn't change. We're, we're all very happy for TC, and um, the mission is to finish this thing off the right way and go 13 and 0. Now you say the mission hasn't changed, but just the head coach itself has changed. Dion Lee, Dion came brought the glitz and the glamour to Jackson State. How do you keep it the same? Say this is going to stay the same. Is TC that type of outgoing guy, or is the mission to dominate? Is what you mean is going to say that's exactly right, you know, to, to dominate, you know, and that's that's what that's what's been set in stone here. You know, everyone's got different styles, right? Everyone's got a different way of, of doing things, and obviously, Coach Brown, he's got a much different style, and it works because because of who he is, you know. TC may have a different style, you know, and, and that's who TC is. I think the you know, for, for coaches, um. To get the most out of your players, you just got to be yourself, right? And you got to be authentic because if you're not, they're they're gonna see through that. So there's there's different there's different avenues for 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 a coach to go to choose yeah, what, what type of coach do I want to be. Just be yourself, man. TC's gonna do an unbelievable job here because he's gonna be authentic. And you said coach, but kids see through. Here you are. You come into an HBCU coach. 
What was your first thing you said, okay, Deion's job one, I want to bring her to Jackson State? What was the first thing going through your mind? The first, the first thing that went through my mind was playing in this game. That like, I didn't think about nothing else. Like, I want to win. You know, I want to dominate just like Coach Prom did. I, I didn't I didn't think, oh, this is HBCU. Like, I, I, it's, it's football. You know, it's it's really – and this is my job. My, my job is to coach football. And my job is to, to win football games and, and, and win a national championship. It is an absolute blessing to play in this game. Like, you know, playing in this type of environment and in this type of atmosphere, this is something that I, I, I prayed about, you know, um, growing up, you know, being part of games like this. Um, I felt more at home here than any other place I've, I've ever been. You know, the, the closeness I, I feel with the players and, and the staff, I'm, I'm truly – humble and, and blessed to be here and this this past year has been an unbelievable experience for me. Like could you say you were humble to be here. Coach Dion takes the University of Colorado. That's listen, I know about Colorado. I had to play him in my four years at the University of Kansas, I had to play him twice. That's the coach. How many she announced that he was going to University of Colorado. There started to be a little bit of rumble in and I know as being a coach at the University of Kansas, the first thing that coaches and players start wondering, is the news going to come in or am I sure? Well, I have a job as a coach. That's right. Did yeah. that come across your mind? Listen, you know, I, I just knew once it happened, listen, it, it is what it is, and that's coaching. That, this yes. stuff happens every single year. Yes. It happens every single year. Yes. Best thing that, that we can do, and the only thing that, that we can do is what Coach Prime has preached, and that's just keeping the main thing the main thing. I think we've done a really good job of that, and honestly, the last two weeks, coaches and players, keep the main thing the main thing. We we got we got a season to finish, man, and, and we got a game to win. We got to go 13 and 0. I, I think we've done a really good job staying focused these last two weeks. And I was at the game last year, I was covering this game last year, and Coach Prime said, I got to finish what we started. When he says that, I'm quite sure that means this game, we got to finish it better than we finished it last year. Is that? Yeah, I mean, last year didn't go didn't go the way uh, the way we wanted, you know? and um, you know, I think I think going into this season, I think there was a, a much different mindset um, with this team. Um, you know, we, we've upgraded. We have a lot more maturity. It's just it's a different it's a different feel. We, we're on a mission. You know, we're, we're on a mission, and um, I feel good about where we're at. Um, I, well, my confidence, um, you know, in this match, I got a ton of confidence in the defense. I ain't got to tell you that. <laughs> uh, offensively speaking, um, yes. you know, my expectations are, are really high um, for that unit, and I'm, I feel I feel better this week about this unit than I felt about it all year. So you feel like the game plan that you have to implement it's going to be carried out by shooting. Now, you get a quarterback like Shooting. They're hard to find. We know what the other announcement is. How do you go? And I know with the transfer board, and that's one of the big things that we're going But Dion announcing that he's leaving, Coach TC announcing that he's leaving. That helped a lot. With a lot of the kids and this transfer, did it help a lot? Yeah, did it help a lot? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, any time that there's uncertainty, that that doesn't help for recruiting, right? So I think it's it's important to just you know name a guy and get get that established, right? That that goes for for anything or any type of job. 
Um, so, um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, there, there was probably some regrets out there thinking, okay, well, which way is this going to go? But, man, you know, TC's the guy now. And he, he has a vision and, um, you know, he's, he's played here. He's been here for a while. You know, he, he's, he's the hometown hero, man. So, um, I think he's buying into that as well. And, and, and you know, Jackson State's going to keep moving forward. You're live here on the Tony Sands Show. We're live at Radio Row here at the Celebration Bowl. The MEAC and the SWAC championship. You know, we've been heard who's SWAC and who's not. We found out that Prime is SWAC. He bought that pizzazz to the SWAC. Coach, you guys heard that. I know you guys made music about it. And then you guys turned that into laughter and entertainment. That's right. That's heavy, and that's exciting. Yeah, no, it, it, it is fun. Coach, coach is going to find a way to twist and turn everything into a, a, a positive and, and use it for us, you know, yeah. and, and type of, you know, extra added motivation. But you know, Coach wakes up motivated, you know what I mean? He don't, he don't need any extra. <laughs> so, no, it, you know, we, we all got the T-shirts, man. We're all, we're all swag. Coach is swag. And listen, as I told you, listen, I went to BWI. But after that, I became swag. You listen to the Tony Sands show here on BBS Radio Live. Radio Row. Listen, we're gonna keep coming back with more of Jackson State and what swag who's not and who's to win this championship. You're listening to Coach Brett, the OC, as he leads them tomorrow to finish off what they started. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate you. Listen, guys, and this is what I'm telling you. This is the way this game is going. This is built up to be what it is built up to be. You can't see any other way. I know everybody's saying Dion has to do a lot of recruiting, but Dion's main focus and his player's main focus is to get this task done first because he, he leaves without this. It's like you leaving him something niched out of your legs. Because he wants to win it all. He wants to be that champion. I know because I know him personally, and I know the desire he has. I've met him on several, hung out with him, uh, and been in Dallas with him on several occasions. But it is, it is that. We're going to head to a quick commercial break, and we're coming back here live on Radio Pro. Swack. Who's Swack? That's how you treat like a beast. Whole squad ready. We came here to see what you got. No, no, no. Not on my watch. No way. Bring what you got. I'm going to the top. You can bring what you got. I'm going to the top. Bring what you got. Bring what you got. I'm going to the top. I'm going to the top. We're back on the Tony Sands show, as I told you. We're bringing you more and more interviews here from Radio Road. You can see everything that's going on. But listen, we want to continue and continue to bring you updates on this game. That's why we came all the way from South Florida up here to Atlanta to dig deep into this. Now, we're back here on Radio Road. And I know everyone is wondering who's next, who's coming, and how it's going to be. But I got another player here with you. How you doing? My name is Tony Sam. What's going on? How you doing, doing? Big I'm doing pretty good. And how is you? I'm pretty good, man. It's a pleasure to meet you. It's a blessing to be here. Listen, you guys get ready for this one. This one closes out. If you guys win this game, 
You started what Coach Brown wanted to finish. What went into this week? Because all the distractions, me playing football, all the distractions that has went on leading up to this game. How did Coach Brian get you guys back focused? I mean, we already knew what the goal was. I wouldn't just say it was just our coach, but we already had their understanding. Whether he was going to be or not, we was going to make sure we lock in the finish. It's a blessing that he still stayed. It's a blessing that he still had the coaches. So I think that gave us more of an edge to want to complete the goal because we still have the family that we started with. So I think that's one of the biggest things. Now, you say you got to stay focused. Take me back to when they announced, he announced, Coach Prime said that he was leaving, that he was leaving Jackson State to take Colorado. What went through a lot of players in that locker room? Because I know sometimes we have coaches in the locker room, but what goes on with us as players in a locker room tend to, tend to have a little difference. What was that like? Shock to you? Did you say, hey, listen, he would want us to continue to win this for him. So what was it like for yourself when you got that news? I mean, well, for me, I mean, I'm, I'm used to it. You know, I was at University of Missouri when I had three different position coaches and I had a whole different head coach. You know, Coach Barry Odom, you know, a lot of coaches. And it's not to shame any coach because, you know, it's always business. But uh, I feel like Coach Prime did it the right way. A lot of coaches just vanish. Yes. Sometimes you get ready to go to a bowl game and they just not there. So, you know, I'd rather that happen because probably be real with us other than just vanishing. Then a lot of guys just lost and have sympathy for each other. But instead, he gave us time to be able to talk to each other, keep the same goal, keep the same rhythm, keep the same determination that was to finish start and finish with the start. Now, can we, can we play that? Can we play that sound bite? But started at like 4.15. Sound that sound bite. By four fifteen, can't. To now, make sure we get you. Make sure he's ready to come in, coach. You know, the twenty-second head coach of Jackson State University. Uh, is he ready to come in, coach? Let me get you. The first head coach of Jackson State University, the one and only T.C. coaches be announced as head coaches. I've never seen anything like that. You see a coach come in and we announce this, the kids just sitting stone-faced in, in the auditorium. But every kid appeared in there happy for Coach Tacey. When you look at that, what's the first thing come to your mind as a player? I mean, he's determined. You know, we are we already know what's up with Tacey. You know, he's been playing and he played there as a player. And, you know, he's just worked his butt off. He came back, and the things he's doing, you know, I mean, it's, it's just been all great. You know, he's always been humble. He's always been grateful. He's always waited his turn. I mean, he was kind of one of the prime examples of be patient. You know, walk by faith and not by sight. And, you know, no matter what happened, he was always patient. He was always humble. He was always grateful for the type of standing that he had. So, I mean, we're always proud of him. You know, this whole thing is a, is a big family. And, you know, it was all talk. 
going around social media. You know, you got to stay away from things like that, of different yes. coaches coming in, things of that nature. So when they announced them, I mean, that's it it a real definition of in-house, somebody who actually wanted it and talked about it, but, you know, never just showed emotions. That was that guy. So, you know, I know he's going to dominate, and we already know that's going to happen. I mean, he has a swagger. Uh, I mean, he was right behind the, uh, one of the best head coaches you can ever have and one of the greatest players that ever played the game. So, uh, I mean, we're proud of him, man. We're not, it's nothing more but excitement for him from all of us. And then, so that, by the show of that video, really, none of you guys appeared to know who was going to be a next. I mean, I already knew. Yeah. <laughs> I just mind my business, just wait on the announcement. Wait on the, let's say, just wait on it, let the AD do his job. Yes, sir. This, we're live here on the Tony Sands Show. We're live at Radio Road at the Celebration Bowl. Now, you came from Missouri. Mm-hmm. Listen, me and Missouri didn't fare out well. Mm-hmm. Well, put it this way. I, Missouri didn't fare out well. Mm-hmm. I played at the University of Kansas. Okay. Yeah, I played at the University of Kansas. Big rival. That's Big rival. That's when that was a rival. You know, he's trying to bring it back. Why I say that? Because I set a national, two national records against the University of Missouri. So when you say it, Missouri, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up and say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, this is a Missouri guy. But he's now being led by Jackson State. Listen, what was one of the things that you could say that Dion taught you away from football? Not football. We know what that is. What was one of the main things you're going to take away from here you becoming your adulthood? My character. You know, it's all about character, how people uh, perceive you and people look at you. And, uh, I mean, he put that in plain sight off the documentary that we had, just watching myself on how I talked, how I did certain things, body language. He taught me a lot of those things. And, uh, I mean, I think that's, that's worth a lot of things that you can't have. You know, he, he gave me that. He didn't have to. He could have just dismissed me when he could. But instead, he let me stick around. He just kept healing me, kept putting his hands on me, you know, teaching me the right things and what to do. So um, it's one of the biggest things. Outside of football, outside of being a pro, he taught me about character. You know, character is what's going to get you money. Character is what's going to have people perceive you and what, what, how they look at you. You know, that's when deals come in. That's when the coaches think of you, even jobs, you know, and, and he made sure that we knew that. So even to get a, a six-figure job, Fortune 500 job, that's the only thing you used to talk about was, uh, you know, carrying it in. Yes. yes, sir. We're live here on Radio Row. I'd like to thank you for taking your time out to join in the Tony Sands show here to give us your insight. And I'm not going to ask you who's going to win the game. I already know with that. So we're not going to get into that because I want you to stay focused, man. Listen, I wish you the best. If you guys continue to take care of your business. Repetitive head trauma chokes the brain. The NFL does not want to talk to you. You turned on the lights and gave their biggest boogeyman a name. You're going to war with a corporation that owns a day of the week. To a rolling left with the grain, and there he goes. Slunk down his own 48 yard line. Josh Tupu. And uh oh. B, what's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, man, fantastic, Tony. Another week on the show. Football is in the air. Bowl games going on, as you already know, at the Celebration Bowl. So it's exciting times, man. 
Listen, man, it is exciting down here at Celebration Bowl. We've had coaches come in and out all over the place. It's been an exciting time for everybody Celebration Bowl. Listen, I can imagine. This, it, it, listen, they want Jackson State players want this game bad. They want bigger than anything. When, when Prime told them he wanted them to finish this, right. that's exactly what they wanted them to do. They want well, I mean, this is a big game. game. This is a big game. I mean, you got to be able to start. You got to finish what you started and everything like that. And on top of that, too, they understand that Dion's got a new job and new responsibilities. They want to show that they can be able to take on the responsibilities amongst themselves yes. as a team and be able to function without him. TC, we all know nationally now because of Dion and the recognition and in, 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 yes. in, in what Jackson State has done. I mean, come on now. Big people in big time cities like myself living in New York or Chicago or LA, people and everybody knows who TC is now. Okay. Nobody outside everybody. of Jackson State and the and the program outside of the football acumen knew who he was. Everybody knows who TC is. So we're saluting the brother. I'm happy that he got the job. He looks like he's prepared for the job. And I think that the Jackson State staff, the players, and TC are all prepared for this game, knowing that Coach Prime had other responsibilities. But he is still all in with the Jackson State staff and his alum and everything. But, hey, listen, man, it's for these guys' responsibility to step up now and show that they're ready for the big game. And that's the one thing the kids stated to me was that we – we liked it the way coach did. We liked it the way coach handled it. That's what they're saying. They right. coaches and the kids said we liked it the way that Coach Prime handled this whole thing from a standpoint of coming in, making an announcement, but sticking to what he started with them. Trying to finish this one game is what he wanted to make sure that get done. So listen, they are happy for him. They're happy for Coach TC. I'm happy for him because I got so I have a a personal relationship with them and I know and as you know the kid that the guy was just on that's the first thing he was saying he said hey, listen right away from the game of football he taught me character he taught me mm-hmm. a multitude of things off the field how to be a man he stood with me he cared about me more than just a player like he said certain coaches come in and they they leave and and, and that's it they don't care about it no more but well, he's seeing that now we're seeing yes. that now with some of the bowl games right yes, yes. You know, these guys, listen, normally they don't stick around when if, if they got a job, that's where they're going. Their focus becomes that job for the simple fact is that they got to make sure that that school that they're going to is all in, is ready gotta, to go. Recruiting. Yeah, got to get, get early, early jump, transfer portals, a lot yes. of responsibilities. So, I mean, we got to commend Coach Prime on what he's doing and being able to go back and forth between Colorado and Jackson, Mississippi and handle basically two separate responsibilities, two separate coaching responsibilities at the same time. So I'm just I'm thankful for the brother. I'm happy to see him, what he what he's doing, and I hope that they get this big win tomorrow. But it will be a big test and a listen, tough it's game. Gonna be a test. It's going to be a big game. Big test. It, listen, it's not going to be easy. And the guy said they know it's not going to be easy. You think you think North Carolina Central won? Jackson State to say that they finished off prime career with the win with them, not uh, at all. Can we also too? I, I mean, also too. I mean, they played. Listen now, they played Marshall on yeah. their schedule. Marshall's Marshall's going to a bowl game. Marshall's got a really nice team this year. I don't know about a lot of people have seen them, but Marshall's got a really decent team this year. So. Yes. If they've gone up against Marshall, and even though they did not win in the football game, they've got the experience of playing a big powerhouse, power five team like that. That's a big time football team. And now they come into this Jackson State football game, and this is going to be a big test. I think it's going to be a great game. 
Yes, that is. Listen, we got a lot going on here on the Tony Sands Show this week when it comes to football and sports. Listen, my man Steve Bags will be trying to join us. He's on set again. He's filming. He's doing the movie thing. Hollywood is what he is. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. We're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. What, what do we have? What do we make out of the Dallas Cowboys? Is the Dallas Cowboys a real, real, for real contender? Not only are they a real contender, has the Miami Dolphins found out that they might not be that contender. And the way it looks, Miami's still trying to fight for a playoff. Yep. They're still trying to fight for a playoff spot to where at one time it looked like they might have had that playoff spot secured. But now, huh, it doesn't look that good. So a lot I, to be decided still left yes. now. There's only a couple weeks left in the NFL season, but there's a ton of stuff that still be decided. Like you talking about Miami traveling up to Buffalo this week, playing in the frigid cold weather in the snow game. It's going to be serious. That's serious business right there. Yeah, so, serious business. It's know, the, I, think got, game. I think we got Steve Bags joining us. Has he, has, he, has he joined us yet? When you get him, let me know, and let's bring him on in. B, now listen, we, 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 we're talking about this game. We're talking about that. HBCUs and thing in the motion and the movement. And I was talking to Coach Brett there, a Jackson State OC. He said, listen, this is this ship is not going to stop sail. And like I told him, I say now, some things are going to stop. The excitement that he bought, I guarantee right. you will stop. But Absolutely. the mission is not going to stop. They're going to keep that mission going, keep that mission moving forward. Their mission skills right now, first thing is, to win this game tomorrow. Right. And like you said, it's kind of changed a little bit as far as the transfer. Well, I think some of the kids has come out of the transfer and they're, you know, back focused now on the task at hand. We'll see how I this can, I, can, I, I, I can tell you, though, Tone, as you mentioned, though, I'm. The, the, listen, prime what he was able to bring to Jackson State, Jackson, Mississippi is is unmeasurable. It's not going to be able to be replicated. But at the same time, I think it started the nice transition of a coaching tree. Deion Sanders has his own official coaching tree now. With TC taking over the over for Jackson State, yes. that now puts a person who Deion's you know work with Deion and for Deion now becomes a head coach, and now Coach Prime has a Coach Prime coaching tree now, which is yes. starting right. And, and, and that's, then at, that's good. That's, that's, that's important. That's, that's important. I mean, other coaches have it. Why not Coach Prime, right? And then at the same yes. time, too, I think it's important that some of these kids understand, as he mentioned Correct. before, that, listen, what he's getting ready to do at Colorado and the competition and the level of competition he's getting ready to go up against, some of these kids, no disrespect to him, can't play on that level, okay? Yes. They cannot play on that level. But that's okay, too. But that gives them an opportunity maybe to build one or two years at Jackson State and yes. then possibly transfer in the transfer portal to Colorado, right? Yes. For a big time situation down the road, so I think it's, it's going to be a beautiful situation. Um, kids who are able to play at the HBCU level will continue to be able to do that with, under the guise of TC, and some of the kids that will be able to develop in a two year time frame that are quick might be able to transfer over to Colorado after the two years to get their final two years of eligibility. So it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, we're gonna bring it. Hey, listen, let's play this highlight so we can bring this dude in and bring him in grand style. Go ahead and play this highlight. Let him see who we're gonna bring on the show. First in Florida. Oh, ow. A big 
time smack by Stevie Bags from Bethune We're live here back on the Tony Sands show. Is Steve Bags ready for us? Man, we're supplying some hits on there. Some some footage, some some contact there. Listen, he is HBCU for real. He he's listen. He don't play the radio, man. I'm trying to help me get him on. I don't know what's going on. It's, it's starting to get. But listen, we're gonna once you get him on, just bring him back in. Let's head into. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Let's let's get into the the situation with the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas played ten this year. They play down to the talent level. Right. They play down. If, if they play on a team that is, you talk about the Texans. Everybody going into that game pretty much thought the Texans would destroy. That, that the Cowboys would destroy the Texans. But the Cowboys cool. find themselves in in the, listen to the last couple to that last drive that Dak was able to put together. They found themselves possibly looking at losing that game, but Dak was able to come back. Do what that did. And now, when, when we see that kind of drive that that Prescott had, okay. that put Dak in the in the names of the Mahomes, of the Burroughs. Do you feel Dak has put himself in that situation with that game there? Definitely not on the level of Patrick Mahomes and the Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. But now, wait a minute, hold on. Now, when Jalen we, Hurts, elite but quarterbacks. Minute, but wait a minute. Now, when we see when we see a when we see Tom Brady have those type of drives, when we see Aaron Rodgers have right. those type of drives, we give those guys their kudos. Right. That Prescott has a drive like that. And why why is he not getting the same kudos? Mm, uh, listen, Dak hasn't been consistent enough this season, as in Jalen Hurts, who's co- co- Borderline should be the MVP of the league this year. Patrick Mahomes, outstanding season this year. Okay. There's a couple of quarterbacks that are having outstanding seasons that have consistently done it from week one to now later on in the season here. Um at week 13, week 14 now. So I think that Dak Prescott has not done it consistently enough. And you we've seen last week at the Dallas Cowboys, those interceptions that he threw last week make people scratch their head and but people say he's just not an elite guy. Good, yes. Elite, no. Listen, I'm going to put him in that. I'm going to put him in that conversation. When we look back, and, and listen, sometimes we tend to hold a quarterback at the standard. If we look back at some of those games, and just like with Tony Romo in his situation, if Des Bryant catches what we saw was a catch in the NFL, and the ref said not a catch, that put Tony Romo possibly in another realm. Because now there's a catch. When we look at the same thing with Dak, certain situations where Dak should could have elevated the Dallas Cowboys, it was other players that wasn't ever able to elevate them. And I know we say quarterback should be the one to elevate guys, but we got to be careful of how we tread that line. You cannot listen. That drive was if now ten minutes. Aaron Rodgers 14, 14 touchdown passes to nine interceptions is Dak Prescott this year. Doesn't even have 2,000 yards passing. 
So we can't consider him elite right now. Well, I mean, he has a, he, he could have easily went he would he could have easily went over the he could have went over the two thousand last week and a couple of other games, but he, but he didn't have good games. But he missed some games. You got to admit that. True, so but but the fourteen and nine is a gruesome stat. It's very, it 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 it's it's, it's, it's mediocre at best. And what Come I'm saying on, is is like that. the Cowboys exactly every year, every year the Cowboys have a beautiful record in December. I think they're nine and one in their last ten games in December. These Cowboys are, are they play immaculate games in can, December, but they just we, don't finish. Can we play that Cowboy highlight? Let's play that Cowboys highlight. Can can we play that? That sound bite with the Dallas Cowboys. Seventh best third down team in the league, facing third and short. Prescott will check it down. C.D. Lamb with the catch, and Kirksey runs him out. Big hit up. James Washington making his Cowboys debut. Lined up at the bottom of your screen. He's been injured all year after coming over from the Steelers. Here's Tony Pollard's first carry. Getting to the edge. This is the real offense. And the power at the end of the row. I think it's going to be a little outside zone there. Elliott up the middle and an ankle tackle. This guy can really run, go ball, shallow crosses. They're going to need him. Zeke, good cutback opening. Ezekiel Elliott into the secondary track. This is the best we've seen Zeke Elliott in a long time, folks. I mean, this is the best we've seen Zeke in a long time. In a long time. But but we're seeing it. And you need to see it. And you need to see it. That's right. Because December now, you got to be able to run the ball in December and control the clock and be able to to, to minimize the other team's offensive possession. So, yes, this is a perfect time to see it. I think him stepping up right now is going to be big for the Cowboys. Pollard looks good. But the question again, Dak Prescott is an average quarterback. Oh, come on. How you? You said average? Average. Average. Come he's on, an average guy. Come he's on, an average man. guy, Tone. I so mean, Jared, Jared Goff is better as or as good as Dak Prescott is right now. Come on, man. Right I, now. I, how? Uh, so right you, now. Okay, so right now, average in the league right now. Average right. in the league right now. Right. He's would, right so outside. So you're, you're putting him on the line, same lines as Prudy. No, the, no, no. Purdy hasn't had a – I mean, Dak is still better than Purdy. Purdy's had a – only a couple a of games better. worth of experience. No, Dak is still no, no. I said Dak is still better. Still okay, better. Okay, I thought you said him. Still better because he's got the experience. Purdy's only Correct. you know a flash in the pan. But the one thing I think we need to understand though is, is though is that Dak Prescott in the big situation and everything like that has not really um, stepped up and, and shown up. And if you look at Jared Goff's numbers, Jared Goff has actually better numbers than Dak Prescott does. You know, you let's love, go to let's go to his numbers. Let's go to his you, numbers, ladies. Go ahead, go, call him 22, 22 touchdowns and seven interceptions for Jared yes. Goff. Two, yes. three thousand three hundred fifty-two okay. yards passing. Okay. That's almost that's almost twenty-two hundred, twenty-three hundred more yards passing. Ah, come on, ah, ah. Jared Goff with Amon Ra. For those who are joining us, we're live here on Radio Row at the Celebration Bowl. It is the championship game between the MEAC and the SWAC. And I'm quite sure you guys have heard that MI SWAC. We had a chance to interview some of MI SWAC players and coaches here on Radio Row on the Tony Sands Show. We're talking sports and life. We're going to head to a commercial break, and you're going to give you twice of this commercial. And then we're coming back here live on the Tony Sands Show. That's how you train like a beast. Whole squad ready. We came here to see Jeff. What you got? Oh, no, no, no. 
watch. No way. Bring what you got, I'm going to the top. You can bring what you got, I'm going to the top. Bring what you got. Bring what you got. I'm going to the top. I'm going to the top. How you doing, man? How you doing, my brother? Hey, doing hey. Listen, we're live here on Radio Row. This that celebration, bro. This is the battle. This is the biggest battle that goes on between the HBCU. It is the MEAC and the SWAC. We're finding out. You know, we got, you know, people in the building that are unbelievable. And when I say unbelievable, we got the eight. Welcome to the Tony Sands, sir. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. This is my pleasure. Anytime I can get you on our show, that's, that's this excitement of being in this room is unbelievable. When you talk about, and you know, I've been talking about, and I guess with a lot of this with Dion, the HBCUs, we're saying a lot of people think that the pizzazz and the, the, the flair of going to HBCUs are going to drop off. What's your opinion? Uh, I think it was relevant, relevant 20 years ago, and it will be a 20 more years. Uh, i got to give a lot of credit for what uh, Coach Prime has brought to HBCU. He's done a stellar job, stand-up job, and his success going to a Power 5 will only help the brand, too, because it proves what we've always known. You can coach at this level, you can coach at that level. But um, HBCUs, the pageantry, I mean, look at this guy, Daniel, uh, press row, which is awesome. That's not going anywhere. It's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So, uh, hey, Coach Pond, what he's done, uh, he's been a godsend, but uh, HBCUs aren't going nowhere. Yeah. And now, when we talk about HBCUs, but then we also look at, I know uh, they was talking about it one time. Fam uh, was talking about it. Jackson State with possibly uh, trying to get into the FCS playoff picture. But it was, you know, the rumors were that there was not a, really enough funding to support a playoff. Do you ever see the APC picking up that type of format of a playoff system being an absolute step or will it always be the this championship game? You know what? Uh, that's a great point. I, I think how the uh, BCS did the playoffs, I think eventually we could get to that. I think right now the best thing is knowing you got the best for the SWAC and the best for the MEAC in a bowl game. We're starting with the MEAC SWAC Challenge, and we're finishing with it. So what's happening is we're getting a national champion. We're getting a bowl champion. We got ESPN, all you guys involved, and it's revenue on the table. Um, I think eventually if it gets that big, then great. But I think right now the model is tremendous. And guess what? We're only seven years into this. How do we look 30 years from now? So I think that'll kind of, uh, I think we'll kind of all like, it'll, it'll have organically. That's the way it has to be. So be it. But, but right now the model is great. And we have 20 years from now, it might change a little bit. Yes. Because, you know, when you, I see now some of the FCS uh, programs are joining together to get into creating 11 or 12 BCS conference. We see UCLA. USC jumping from the Pac-12 into the Big Ten because we understand what's behind that is, is revenue. Do you think even if you did go to that model, do you, will it bring more revenue and more notoriety to a to the HBCU programs? It, it could. Let's tell you something right now: the FCS playoffs compared to the Celebration Bowl, any coach, any agent, 
in industry math would tell you they'd rather be in celebration. Right? Yes. <laughs> it, it, it's not even close. Um, you know, there's many PWIs that wish they could play in the celebration mode. Yes. Period. Yes. So what we've created here is unique and special. But eventually, you can look up 10 years from now, and it could be top two teams for SWAT, top two teams for MEAC, play a playoff game, and then those two teams. So it, it could happen that way. We just, we just don't know. But I, I have to say, to know that a champion will rise, to know that there will be a black house as a championship, determine them all by three, four o'clock. Yeah, that's special. You that's finality to it until the next year, and that's why I don't we we don't get that when it comes to the FCS playoffs. It's, it's so jumbled. And guess what? I can ask you this right now: Who's playing in the uh, playoffs still? You're right about that. I don't even know. No. Not that I don't care, but I don't even know. Right. So, but everybody knows Jackson State North Central playing this bowl game. Playing this bowl game tomorrow, absolutely, and it brings so much revenue. To the Atlanta notoriety to Jackson State, it brings notoriety like no other. And when I, because my first time coming to it was last year, and I, me playing at a PWI, my first time experience was what my uncle told me who went to the and said, Hey, listen, you got to come to the Florida class. You got And since I went, I haven't missed. Nope. I love the excitement. I love what surrounds the game, what the game is about. And I, I, I love, like I said, I love the classic. I love it. But I know moving forward, probably with, with where the revenue is going with the television, we possibly are looking at a playoff return. Coach, I mean, Coach Skip, AD, how do, you, how do you guys keep when it comes to the transfer portal? Because we know that's a big thing now. And it's a big thing throughout the landscape of college football. Yeah. How do you, how do we come back at from uh, an AD when an AD looks at that? I know how coaching is at. How do you, the compliance department, how do you, from the administrative standpoint, build it? Well, for, for me, me, it starts with the reason our students come to school. You have to recruit a student that is academically and compliant. Because, because guess what? With the transport order now, they can leave anytime for any reason. You have to respect that. Yeah. So if you don't want to lose APR points and things like that, you've got to recruit a student that can do North Carolina State University work. So when they do choose to leave, if they do, that they're prepared and they don't then you on the way out, meaning that they weren't ineligible. Um, they weren't um, granting retention points. So you have to make sure they're matriculating properly. And that starts with the academic support and having good compliance with it. Because um, these young people have the right to change their mind, just like coaches leave all the time. So it has to be a fair playing field. I think what we've done a good job is um, – supporting our student-athletes on campus. Also, the mental health component and making sure that they have nutrition, conditioning, but then also making sure that we have the proper resources for them to be successful on campus. Because at the end of the day, if Coach Sanders gets to be, I can tell player they can be. You can't have it both ways. But I think we do a good job supporting them academically and we try emotionally our best that we can. Um, because it, the student-athlete Landscape has changed from when I was born. Correct. Totally. There wasn't a transfer point. There wasn't no NI. It wasn't none of that stuff. So we respect it and we have to embrace it. So for me, it's make sure from day one we're recruiting the right types of students. It fits our mold. So when they do choose to be, it's a peaceful, amicable uh, divorce. Yes. 
And that's what I like to say. You want to, you know, like you say, peaceful. Because when we, when we were playing, we were controlled more or less by institutions. And we were, we didn't have our freedom. We couldn't transfer where we wanted to. I mean, a coach could block you. If you wanted to transfer back home to a school, they could say, well, you can't go to this school, this school, and that We wanted this for our athletes coming forward. With the transfer portal, has that settled back? Or has it advanced, especially the way they, they've changed the rules recently with the transfer portal, that you take a get out of the portal. And this kid comes to your campus, and he decides the first day that he doesn't want to play. They're saying that you got to be bound to this kid's education. <laughs> it, it is so tough. But the only thing I would say about that that I, I like is, it's based on education first. So I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But I, I think like the transfer portal NILs, I, I think we need to do more due diligence before we accept it. And don't forget, COVID did help us. Right. So you talk about that extra year that many of our students got. So it's, it's fluid. It's happening fast. But um, for me, the one thing I am cool with is to know that it's based on educational components first. Because let's be honest. Only what five percent are going to ever play in professional sports. Yes. So it, I want them to get their degree, um, and that's why I think the APR hits you so hard when a student leaves they're not eligible or they don't have that GPA. So if it's based on the educational components, I can, I can live with it. But um, for me, it, it can't be about someone hopping all around because they're looking for more playing time or they're looking for this bonus coach. It's got to be based on earning their degree. And I'm joining the Tony Sands Show. Steve Bad, we're going to get with you. You're another HBCU standout, one of the biggest standouts that I know you technically, as I tell you when it comes to HBCU, Steve Bad, we're going to get to you. Stay there. Don't move. We're dealing with the administration side of this day right now. We're going to get back to the sports side. The business. It's the not business every day that you're able to get, you know, Mr. Skip here in your building talking administrative side in some of the things from the administration side, what we saw early on in the year when FAM had their issues as compliance, what are some of the things that you guys are doing at Central to make sure that that does not happen at your university? I think one of the most important things for us is we, we don't allow administrators to operate in silos. Okay. So that means financial aid, registrars, bursars, compliance, we're all working together. We're, okay. we're married together putting out the same messages, working together, doing compliance seminars together, um, and truly implementing shared governance. And along the way, if you let one area work on its own, then that's when the information gets uh, messed up. That's where, um, you know, numbers <laughs> tend to go off. Um, that's where, you know, the eligibility certification process has loops. And that's where things go the wrong way. So I think for us, um, doing our due diligence, being ahead of the game, making sure we're all the right parts of the table. And that means, guess what? All four of us got to sit down and go with each student athlete together, but that's real text. Do you got anything? My guess? No, no, I just wanted to, I was, that was the exact <laughs> question I wanted to ask about more of just a compliance component and, and congratulations what you guys have been able to do this year um, and everything with that aspect. I, I'm just piggybacking on what Tony said. I would just like to make sure and just to see in the future that the compliance components are in place, you know, and properly done so that we as a culture from an HBCU on looked upon as incompetent 
or, you know, in, un, unable to be unethical in certain instances is that. So we can be able to give these student athletes the same background and exposure that they would get in another place. So I'm glad to hear, as Tony for that these things are now being placed and moving forward. Hopefully we could be able to see and and we'll have teams in this celebration bowl and in the FCS, right? Which will expand it. And that's that's for me is the dream is, is, is I understand that from an economical standpoint, the FCS does not pay, you know, what you know, bowl game does not pay or one round of the FCS does not pay with the celebration. But I would like to see one HBCU in the FCS or one in the celebration bowl. So now we got full exposure one year. I'm I'm so glad you said that. So just just I'm on the uh regional committee. And the whole time this year, I saw four teams going. I'm glad you said that because at one time, I think it was South Carolina State, and we were ranked in the top 25. And then you went over to the SWAT. Jackson State was running away with it. But FAMU was 9-2. So I voted for FAMU to get in the playoffs. And even though we pulled out out the year, there's no way, and they haven't explained to me yet, why would FAMU not get in the playoffs? I have a problem with that at nine and two. Yeah, have any bad losses? The, 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 the two get the two the, the two the two losses at the beginning of the season, which were in comparison with the compliant component. It was kind of yes. like a it was like a nasty mix to have the compliance issue and to lose the games. It was like yep. a nasty mix. And but hey, you know, next year, as you mentioned before, though these things are being progressed and these things are being changed. So with progression and, and positive change, I'm sure we'll be able to see one in the FCS, one in the celebration. And it'll be just more exposure. But I, I do remember a time like when we played, like we could we won the MIAC and we still got a chance to go to the playoffs, the FCS playoffs. But it was back when it was one double A and one A. Right. And then right, right. SWAT still the teams in the SWAT they had the SWAT championship. So like Gremlin was up that year, but the Gremlin didn't go to the playoffs because they just chose the SWAT championship game or whatever that was. And I I always used to think that why why did that you know teams in the MIAC or t- Tennessee State. You know, even though they were in, I think, OVC or whatever, they were in that conference. And it's like, why are we able to go to the playoffs? But they're not, right? And now with the MEAC SWAT Challenge thing going on, you're missing that component, I think. And I, and I think that helps us not only uh, with, with just exposure, but even winning the Buck Buchanan and the Walter Payton Award. Like, when those awards come up down the pipe, like, that helps, you know, to be the FCS Coach of the Year. That helps as opposed to just being a SWAT or the MEAC Coach of the Year, you know? So, yeah, all that stuff plays a part. That's that's a dope point. Yeah, and I know. Well put. Well put. Well I know, put. Skip, thank you. I know you got a busy schedule here. It's not love to. We can sit here and chop this up. Yeah, we can. Yeah, this is this, yeah, these are the topics that everybody that is on my listeners' mind. We're live here on the Tony Stan Show, live at Radio Row, and we're with what kind of central skill. Giving it, skipping it to us the way we got to get it done. Hey, this Skip. Hey, Skip. Hey, T, T says, I got to put Skip on the, on, the, on, the, on the guillotine. You got to get me out there to speak, man. They got to hit this. They got to hit this dude, bro. Let's go, man. Let's go, Skip. Thank y'all, man. Hey, man. Thank, thank, represent. Thank, thank you. Thank you, all man. Thank you. Nice talking to you, brother. Thank you. Let's end to a commercial break. And we're going to come back down to Tony Sands show with my man, Steve Bass. That's how you treat like a beat. We came here to see Jeff. What you got? No, no, no. Not on my watch. No way. Bring what you got. I'm going to the top. You can bring what you got. I'm going to the top. Bring what you got. Bring what you got. I'm going to the top. I'm 
back here live on the Tony Sands show with my man Steve Bang. Steve, listen, we got Steve, you know, we want those are some of the questions that we wanted asked that we have Absolutely. been talking about. We Absolutely. got a chance to get it asked by an administration, not coaches. We was able to hear from Mr. Skip on what's moving forward. And I know in all their minds, that playoff system has been brought up constantly. Because Absolutely. Because like it brings notoriety to them. And on top of mm-hmm. that, too, I mean, imagine if we have Florida State in the FCS, I mean, uh, uh, FAMU in the FCS right now, playoffs, and we got the Celebration Bowl going on tomorrow as well with Jackson yes. State, Deion Sanders, and this big game tomorrow. I mean, the notoriety and recognition across the board would be, it would be automatically on a, on a whole nother level because when this game is over tomorrow, the Celebration Bowl, yes. win, lose, or draw for Jackson State, we could then turn our attention to, to the FAMU game. Fam, and everybody back FAMU. You know what I mean? Yes. And everybody go for FAMU and the thing. So, I'm yes. I, like I said, and, future, and, oh man, you know what I'm yes. saying. So bro, in the future, bro, in the future, that's what, where we. Hey Vaughn, Vaughn, what about in a perfect world, right? Like, right. I know what you've been to say. Like, like Jackson State should be in the playoffs and then the second best team, probably in the swag of the MIAC, probably get the yes. chance to play. Like, who? You know what I'm saying? Like, because I'm gonna tell you, Jackson State can go kick some of them SES schools behind right now. Yeah. Now this you know what I mean. This would be ideal. This would be. Man. This would be the greatest. This would be ideal. You got a SWAC or MEAC team in the FCS championship game. And all of a sudden, you went, they win that playoff system. And then you, you crown it. And that year, it'd be two FCS crowned this champion. Because you got to remember, in the state of Florida, the first national champion to come out of the state of Florida was FAMU. Right. FAMU knocked off the University of Miami. Right. To win. Well, how about- why, well, how about this? How about this? How about next year? Deion Sanders in a bowl game, Jackson State in a in a, in the FCS, and yes. we got a celebration ball going bowl. on with somebody or whoever's in that. You know what I'm saying? Listen, Just to be able to raise the bar that much the bar. more. And that's like that's why I was I asked Mr. Skip about the playoff system because I know in order we we got to get deeper in that in order to bring that notoriety to the FBS. To I mean to HBCU in order to elevate the HBCU to where we can get those funding and that money bought into the program. Steve, you've been a part of it. Yeah. Explain it to us from a standpoint of how you live at Bethune and, and what you felt could have changed in your time. Yeah. That you see <laughs> hey, T, can I talk about this on air? Listen, the night before the game, bro, home game, they gave us a, 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 a a large Domino's pizza and a two-liter soda, bro. Wow. This is the fuel that we had the night before a game. You're talking about Rasheen Mathis, Damian Cook, yes. Eric Weems, Nick Collins, yes. myself, all making it to the NFL. NFL. All making to the NFL off of pizza and two-liter soda before the game, bro. Can you imagine if y'all had to – listen, I know what – on Friday night – he was on a real meal plan. Listen, on Friday bro. nights. On Friday nights before real nutrition. Games, Friday night yes. before game at the PWIs, we listen. We wasted food. I'm gonna be wow. honest. We wasted wow. food. We didn't. You, listen. People were. We were leaving steaks behind. I mean, T-Sans. some of the best. So, so then, four or five years, six years go by. I'm in the league. I come back. Yes. Bethel has a new facility. I come back and spoke to the guys the night before the game. I hear machines going off in the room. They got smoothies. They got massage <laughs> therapists. They got chiropractors. I'm like, yes. oh, okay. Y'all stepped it up. But guess what, T-San? 
they 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 not winning no games. They soft. They're entitled. You know what I'm saying? So it, you know that's the other side of that. That's right. You know that dog, that grit, that lion that you gotta have in you to say, "Boy, hey, I'm going to get it regardless of how sweet it is." So and that's the other side. That. I spoke about that this year when I went back to the University of Kansas because, like I told myself, guys, when this, we had good facilities, but what I see you guys in now Ooh. is unbelievable. It's a hotel now. In a this resort. process, in this process, you must, as I called it, you must leave a brick in the place. That means you must put a brick on the wall. You must build the wall in that facility. Leave it there. Like I told him, I said, I built the wall when I left here. So when my grandchildren come back, I will have a legacy. You leave a legacy when you step foot on any campus. And like you said, some of the young men on these campuses nowadays are entitled. The biggest thing that coaches have now is that they got to recruit and then they got to continue to re-recruit what they have because because mm, they can no, leave. Wow, there's it, no there's Bro, no loyalty said, to the university. He says so. Hey, I think that should be. I think that's right because as a pro athlete and yeah. as a former collegiate athlete, there was no loyalty to the player. No, the coach, you, no if, if, we, if we get cut, I'm we get cut. Now the coach get the coach can get fired and he still yes. get his bad. If yep. I get released to cut a fire, That's I don't it. get my bad. That's it. You, you don't get anything. anything. You can't even play for community college at that point. Hey, no, it's look, And then you had to decide, and then they had to decide where you had to play. When you transfer, you had to sit out. You couldn't go within conference to conference. You couldn't go. Uh, I mean, it, it, they decided. Listen, if I if I left the University of Kansas and I said I wanted to come back to Florida to go to a, a school in the state of Florida. They can say, no, we're blocking it. You can't go to a school in the state of Florida. You can go anywhere else but without a school in the state of Florida. That's the control in it. I think that's right, why a lot right. of the coaches now are going crazy because guess what? Those decisions are out of their hands. But now they're trying to curtail it a little bit. They opened up a transfer. And we wanted the transfer in Florida majorly. So, and I think it got out of control. So I think the way they're trying to bring it back, but what it did, we wanted it bad, but we did not see who it was going to hurt. And now we found out the transfer portal hurt the high school kid. Mm. It put the high school kids on the back burner because when I would normally go get a high school kid, if my job is on the line, I'm going in the transfer portal. I'm going to get mm. a guy that's seasoned, that's veteran to be on a team. So I'm not going to go get a high school kid that I got to mature Develop. up. I'm yeah. already, already have one. But now they're saying, okay, let's <coughs> But 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 now that that that's what's gonna happen, Tony. Now in college yeah. football, you're gonna have a bunch of guys who just have not who have big names, who didn't develop, who are gonna get in the transfer portal and go to schools kind of like um, DJ Ugalele, the quarterback yeah. from Clemson, right? They yeah. gave this kid the whole NIL deal. He got the big bag. That kid ain't that kid ain't good. And now it is not good. What they and what they not good, but he got the bag. They gave me NIL, Clemson quarterback, Sports Illustrated. Hey, man, but like you said, mm -hmm. and like you say, he got the bag. But the one thing is, we got to understand too when these kids go in the transfer portal, okay, the biggest thing, number one thing is, it's up to that coach. Once they go in that portal, that coach can say, Listen, I don't want you anymore. That's it. Now, if you don't find another school, you're screwed. 
But see, here's the thing. That's what I'm saying to you. There's always going to be a school oh, now. Yeah. There's always going to be a school now because now you got the teams, like the, the, the certain teams yeah. that are attractive. People want to get in the transfer portal and go to that school. But then you got a whole group of teams. It's a whole. That, that they say, hey, man, you can play some yeah, big time. Yeah, it's levels. It's, it's, it's some big time football it's, it's you can levels. play. It's levels. It's levels, right? So it's some big like, time football yeah. you can play over here. But you're just not playing for, let's say, Alabama, Auburn, and you know, you know what I'm but saying. But average guy that leaves Alabama, that leaves a, 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 a Clemson, that leaves a University of Miami, is not going in the transfer order to drop down. They're not doing that. Well, they they're don't. They, 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 they don't want. Ahead, they might see. not want to drop. They might not. That's want what I'm saying. Now. But they, they might they, have to drop down. Yeah, they will have to you drop know, down because right. that coach and, 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 is not going to take them back. And, and as Stevie's saying, as Steve's saying, it says, hey, that what's considered a drop might really be a promotion because as the fourth running back on Alabama, he ain't getting no burn. Hey, man, yeah. this guy can go to go Coastal Carolina, what, UTSA, you see what to, um, and, and get some burn. Alvin Kamara left Alabama and went to Tennessee and did his thing, and now he in the league doing math. You know, yeah. so like – it, it can't right. help, but but the other thing that I think the, the transport portal hurts is culture. Oh yeah, you know, like you you ain't gonna bleed. You yes. bleed blue and red. I yes. bleed maroon and gold, Tom. I yeah. don't know you went, bud, but wherever you right. went, you bleed that. But I that's bleed. no more. That's I only I, I bleed. I only yeah. I only I, I can't bleed nothing but maroon and gold because that's what I was up under. But if you start transferring, because well, right. you could tell when we got guys even that came in and transferred from from PWIs that came to Cookman. They couldn't even get on the field. Yes. That's another thing that you're going to see, Vaughn. See, this is – yeah. and, and But this, then they don't have it. the same love and admiration and, 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 and loyalty to the program, to the school, to whatever the HBCU did, look it like. It wasn't blood, sweat, and tears. No, it wasn't blood, no, sweat, sir. and tears like you. None man. of that. It was blood, sweat, and tears for Tony on campus. You understand? You God, I love it. It's kind of it. like they planted a seed on campus, and you sprouted from that seed. <laughs> but now if, 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 you, if you migrate – people in and to see this is where i say this is what hardest thing gonna be for Deion sanders he gonna get the talent but can you cultivate and sow all of those different players from these different schools and make them yes. hip them and, and wove them into this one fabric that's beautiful where these other schools oregon state washington state these other schools man they don't have the talent right but guess what they've yeah. been having a program for two three seasons of nurturing a kid in the same right. system right so it's gonna be it's gonna be that versus right. Can you bring come, all these come, superstars together? Come, camaraderie, camaraderie, and and, and 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 a unity as opposed to just talent, right? Yes. And, and just uh, you, see, you know, right. amazing ability. We coming together yeah. to win, right? We coming together to win. But like you saying though is, is hey man, I want to win, but I'll, it's it's for the what you say, it's for the maroon and gold. You said, yeah, you, you, yeah, you yeah. Maroon, and maroon and gold, right? Yeah, you're saying it's yeah. for the maroon and gold. I want to win, but it's also for the maroon and gold. The kid that's, that's coming in from another school. He don't have. He's not bleeding the Colorado. Right, right. No, you know what I mean. No. The whole ambiance. He's he not, he not a buffalo. He's not a real buffalo. He's not a real buffalo. He's not a real buffalo. And and that and, and they following the bag. So so if I'm chasing paper instead of chasing the purpose of what this football thing really looks like, I'm gonna always be short because everybody think they going to the league, bro. When I go yep. talk to these two, when I talk to Clemson two years in a row, I say, how many of y'all want to go to the league? 80, 90% of them raised their hand and tell me out of them, out of that whole class, the people I spoke to, only three of them went to the league. Correct. Right. So I, I, like at the end of the day, like, and that's Clemson. Now, when I went to Bethune right. or when I go to uh, uh, HBCU, they really, they think they going to, bro, you're not going to the right. league, bro. You're you don't know how good you have to be 
you don't know how uh, how the, how the 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 ethers yeah. in the universe has to fall in line for you to be able to even get a shot at this shit. Hey, listen, you know they're telling, you. Me, they're Tell telling me right now. Producers telling me we got the roll rolling, wrapping up. Okay, hey, let's get okay. our prediction. Let's get, Steve, give me your predictions of tomorrow's game. North Carolina Central. Jackson State. Hey, I, 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 you know, I, I got to go Jackson State off the dribble. Even though I'm a me at baby all day, I got to go Jackson State, bro. <laughs> all right, go ahead. I'm going to go Jackson State, but it's got to be something close and something entertaining. So I'm going to say 31-27, Jackson State. Okay, I'm long, I'm long yeah. whooping it. I'm long whooping it. I'm going North Carolina Central. Uh, you know what? I'm going, <laughs> going with a lone wolf. Okay, you're now, huh? Okay, a lot of central. Hey, I'll see you guys yeah. next week, man. Listen, it's been a pleasure. Steve, keep filming. Keep doing your thing, V. I'll talk to you. Doing your thing. Nice. Later on. Peace, brother. Yes, sir. Power, y'all. Love, love. love. I'm here on the Tony Sands Show live from Radio Road at the Celebration Bowl. Let's have fun. Let's play.